Hi, and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast, where I, your host, Mario De Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a delivery manager. We'll talk about strategy, tactics, things to do, not to do, and wrap that up in a way which makes sense. This is a daily series of podcasts which are released across all your favorite podcast software, and there's a video version on YouTube with additional content if you wish. If you want to get in touch, get involved with the podcast, or even be a sponsor, get in touch via Twitter, DM underscore daily, and don't forget to check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube. The delivery manager daily hello and welcome to this episode of the dm daily which is no more daily uh, than i'm brad pitt so uh, sorry about that but for those that do listen and tweet and send comments um thanks and i want to talk and promote and, and mention a, a little thing that i'm working on but also to talk about some of the things that i've experienced over the last two three months in some of the project deliveries that i've worked in uh, that I can talk about and also a period of reflection as I like to do uh, these podcasts for me are quite cathartic as I think and organize and arrange my thoughts trying to uh, understand what I've learned and you know where I've got better and the kind of experience that I think are useful to share with others so um, I wanted to talk about teaching agile to people and teaching agile to teams and uh, really to start off with where agile is in 2021 and I know that as we really consider the state of uh, organizational change and transformation and why businesses change and this is all out the scope of this uh, particular podcast but what we know is that you know change is constant and it is an absolute and you must all become comfortable with it as organizations c-level executives and everyone underneath you know even in public sector i think the days where you go to work for a what, what's the the notion with public sector you know a, a fair day's work for a fair day's pay and that's just changing over the last five to ten years all the public sector organizations that i've worked for they're becoming tech companies and i remember you know saying that to people and that's quite jarring and well no you 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 know you're going to be a tech company and you're going to be employing engineers and devops teams and putting massive screens on the wall and doing monitoring and observability you're going to be releasing software we won't do that we're a public sector organization that does xyz and you know i fought heavily in terms of organizations understanding their new identity as quickly as possible by reminding them that they're going to be uh, tech companies and you know five years later that's happening and i'm seeing those changes and the start realization of management executive boards thinking crikey we're a tech company we're gonna need to start employing devops teams engineers putting massive screens on the wall thinking about observability and you know releasing software and that shouldn't have been a surprise at the time so all these companies now go through this realization and the world's becoming ever more transparent technology is becoming ever so more accessible and cheap we start to see big companies use really inexpensive open source solutions rather than these big juggernaut enterprise solutions and the i guess the the commoditization of all of that from a not only technology but from a people and process perspective we now start to find as management consultants or i do having real brass tax conversations about the simple things as what human beings can do to change because we know you know agile is a thing and it's joke being a bit of a cult uh, and it has this manifesto that might have been right at the time but is it really kind of fit for the 21st century and i don't know if that's a a bold thing to say or not but this 
blind, pig-headed um, adhesion to Agile is not something I'm a fan of. And I consider myself an Agilist and someone that practices proper brass tacks on the ground, um, lean practices that can make me better, my team's better, my delivery's better, and I can explain what I do in a practical way that your mum would understand rather than point to a map on a wall or a book that you need to spend uh, a few thousand pound on a training course to understand. And I'm a big stalwart of that brass tacks, roll up your sleeves, cut the bullshit out elements of uh, practical delivery. And I'm fortunate enough where I've got to a point in my career where I think that I can get away with being a little bit sterner with that. So that brings me on to... um, what I want to talk about in terms of what I'm trying to do to mobilise teams and people in a way that will make sense and resonate for them rather than the constant uh, re-drip feeding of the same information, the same internet documents, the same blog posts. And it's only a little thing, you know, I'm not claiming it to be massively innovative, but I call it the Agile Cube. If you go to creativepixel.me.uk, it's a really simple concept born on I learned how to solve a Rubik's Cube about six months ago. And um, it's something that, you know, it just a, a little thing, I guess, but it became quite a... Um, when you solve a Rubik's Cube and you can memorise all the, the positions and you can do it in a couple of minutes. And I know that there's people that can do it in seconds, but, you know, I'm not that guy. But it was really satisfying. And actually learning about how the cube works as a puzzle and the fact that there are algorithms, there's a notation, a language for a Rubik's Cube. And um, learning that and learning how to manipulate the cube and learning things like you can brute force a Rubik's Cube doing the same move again and again and again. I think it's called the Devil's, uh, the devil's Move. And if you do it enough times, the cube will solve. But of course, uh, you have to do it for a, so long a period. Most people probably won't. And all the ways to try and learn how to do it, all the different ways... Uh, and and the memory and it just made me think of the first time I started writing software and thinking about algorithms and structure and you know um, process and and the Rubik's Cube I realized as I held it in my hand was a tangible relatable uh, thing and with Agile there's often so many interwoven tenets between the original kind of the the manifesto and the values, you know, the individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, etc, etc. And then the practical things that I do as a as a delivery manager within my industry and and actually the practical things, whether that's uh, product ownership um, and how to be a good PO or proper uh enterprise agility approaches to delivery or thinking about devops and and continuous integration and continuous delivery and all these other things that interweave into the subject of agile but it's really difficult to get all that information across in written word or even graphics or there's just too much and what i found is that people uh just get a bit bored and don't really get it and you know the net impact of that is you know, a lot of projects that I see fail and they're really, really failing for what are seemingly simple reasons. But it's those very simple reasons that are the most difficult um, to achieve. So if you go into creativepixel.me.uk and look at the blog post Agile Cube, what you'll hopefully see is a mock-up that I've done. And I've actually got these cubes finished now. But what they are is a physical Rubik's Cube and they have on each face a tenet of Agile. And we'll come on to that in a minute. But 
each face has this related set of themes or core values and what I want the cube to be is a representation of those values whilst at the same time when you mix the cube um, what you actually get is a physical representation of how they all work together it's a notional thing right it's still a Rubik's cube and the process of learning to solve it and you can solve it in a small group with one person teaching the others how to do it, it takes about 45 minutes and it's quite a nice team building thing I think it's like my version of you know the Lego scrum game well this is like my version of that but I think you know better from a, an agile coaching perspective so the idea is that each piece of the cube has something on it so if you're on the creative pixel website and you scroll down to the graphic that shows the various kind of tenants that I come up with well this was based on the areas that I commonly see that are wrong in projects and thinking about um, nine things in relation to that core thing that I see going wrong so I can then create a face on a cube and then create related training material to kind of uh, coach and teach that so um, things like teams are better so each piece is about being accountable, visible, being decent, you know, being a, like a, a decent human being, a decent team member, those core values that are often forgotten in the midst of politics and, um, you know, feathering caps and um, building empires that you see in organisations. So this is a reminder that actually, you know, working as a team and being a better member of that team is really important to project success. Other faces include Kanban. Kanban is obviously a thing, it's fairly lightweight, a visual information management technique in its own right, often confused with Scrum and often relied on as a thing on its own, like, well, shall we do Kanban or shall we do Scrum? And that's not really the thing to say. So this is about just reminding people that maybe don't know just those core fundamentals of Kanban and, and not in a really weighty way or go and watch these three hours of YouTube videos. It's just about teaching those core concepts. Another face is scaled agile. So this takes all the bullshit from safe away and just explains to people in a way that your mum would understand what scaled agile is and how you might want to implement it. So we talk about really simple snippets of agile release trains and, and scaling agile across multiple teams. Um, but again, in a way that's not, it's not trying to bastardize or, or pay any disrespect to the detail of any of these subjects but i would posit that no one cares anymore about the details of any of these subjects very few practice it even when they are expert so what i'm trying to do is just make sure that people are aware of some of those very quick kind of core values it's a bit like people have lost the ability to have any kind of attention span over time and this is meant to um be uh cognizant of that so people may not have time to spend three or four days delving into the complexities of SAFE. What I'm trying to do is make sure that everyone in the room understands those core values. So if someone said, well, what do you know about SAFE? They can articulate accurately what SAFE is um, in a way that doesn't bastardise it. Other phases include kind of project delivery principles, the importance of product ownership and tooling. So one of the things that, and look, you could have had anything on any of these faces and actually worked with a load of delivery managers and we worked out between us on a Miro board. We kind of grouped and themed um, what we would like to see on, on a cube. And what we learned was that you might have a few cubes, but for now, for the Agile training cube, this is, this is what I've come up with. But tooling was a, a particular one because I see delivery teams really struggle. I take for granted that I can use pretty much 
every just every software tool in in any workflow i don't quite know why it's maybe because i've got so many hobbies but it it's somewhat alien to me that you know someone that can use jira or has to use jira day to day doesn't know it fluently or azure devops or any of the other myriad of tools i just take for granted that people know how to use this shit and people don't and one of the things that trips delivery teams up a good example is um, your delivery manager or your delivery teams are used to using Jira and they have been and they've never gone anywhere near an alternate tool. They land on a project and the client's using Azure DevOps and it absolutely grounds the team. And everyone gets lost in the complexity of epic structure and how to formulate tickets and um, and it creates an issue with forming a backlog because they don't know how to use the tool. But no one's brave enough to put up the hand and say, do you know what? I don't know how to use Azure DevOps. And we see that, and I see that, I keep saying we, I see that again and again and again. So I wanted to do a face on tooling to just remind people of some of the awesome tools that are available. And actually as a delivery manager, you have a responsibility to learn how to use this stuff. I mean, these are the tools if you trade. Be like an electrician coming into your home and he only uses a Bosch drill and you give him a Makita drill. And he's like, well, I don't know how to use that because it's a different brand. I mean, come on. So this cube is an effort to kind of teach those simple things. And now we get into the kind of the, well, why would it exist? Well, as well as a training aid, um, obviously it can be used as a piece of marketing, which I think is quite good. It can be a nice takeaway item to give someone. Um, but I also wanted to um, integrate some technology into it within its own right. So um, there's two ways of communicating with this cube. On the centerpiece there is, and if you scroll down on the on the page of the blog post, you'll see where the design of the cube. Um, and in the center there is a QR code. And that QR code will forward you to um, some training material broadly around um, what that particular face was when you solved the cube. But also underneath that, there is an NFC tag. Now those that know me well or, or history know that I've done a bit of work in NFC historically for, for clients and my own kind of personal amusement. And if you go to mariosblog.co.uk and type NFC, you'll see I've been dicking around with NFC for some time. The The wall for NFC was when um, iPhones didn't support NFC. And that kind of made a lot of the development and um, the use case for that just not worth the effort because you've only got 30 or 40 percent of any potential user base in the world being able to interact with nfc tags with their phone but now ios has nfc support baked in natively without needing an app it's brilliant so as well as being able to scan that qr code what you can do is tap your phone on particular areas of the cube and that will also take you to complementary learning material it could take you to anywhere and these nfc tags are um thin film small format um, reprogrammable I think you can carry anywhere between 16 and 65k of data on them so that can be a URL that can be some if this then that um, logic or anything in between but I've got it pointing to YouTube content and that YouTube content I'm yet to design but it's going to be this really kind of lightweight in my own imitable way sort of coaching around these subjects and the idea is that you give this to someone or a team and just like you do with the lego scrum game you would walk through solving the cube so the person that does the, the the course or the training needs to be able to solve the cube and what people are learning to start with is working as a team uh failing quickly um incrementing very quickly and learning how to do it with practice and failing again till they get it right in a group 
be invisible. And at the same time, they start to have something in their hand that creates this kind of relationship with the subject matter. And then given an appropriate kind of environment and a coach, hopefully it's just a little thing, a little mechanism to make it cognitively come alive a bit. And on the back of it, um, there are things that I've got in the works in terms of using uh, sort of uh, Lego robots to automatically solve the cube, but at the same time, the building of that Lego robot and the programming involved to kind of solve a Rubik's Cube is something that you would use in an academy or bringing people in to technology from school and a grassroots kind of tech, uh, which I'm passionate about too. So I'm formerly a STEM ambassador doing code clubs like many. But now the idea of kind of going through an academy and getting people building stuff to solve the cube, but the cube happens to be an agile training tool. And then you start getting kids into kind of thinking about it at an early age. And it's just a thing that I'm I'm really passionate about. And I think as a little mechanism for learning agile, it, it's pretty cool. So where am I at the minute with it? Well, there's a couple of videos to show you it all working. And there's a video there showing you me solving the cube, uh, not particularly quickly. Um, but I've got five made up and a massive shout out to Jack uh, from Etsy, who I met, who is uh, churning out the, the cubes for me. They're not particularly sophisticated at the minute. They are, you know, stick on, but he's he's doing that work for me. And then what I'm doing is I'm putting the NFC tags on that I'm ordering from Amazon, programming them, um, putting them on, assembling them. It's a fairly kind of short pilot. You know, there's not two and a half thousand sitting in my garage like I think people seem to think there is, but there will be. And I'm looking to distribute them to clients, to training courses, to my companies. And um, yeah, and that's where I am with the Agile Cube. So if you're interested or if you've seen anything like it, because I don't think there is, or you've got comments on how I think I could make it better, or you've got any feedback, do let me know on Twitter at MarioDC or DM underscore daily. Uh, but that's the Agile Cube and that's about me for today. I've got lots of things to moan about, but I think that'll be for another episode. Thanks for listening.